This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. segment. So today I'm joined by uh, our in-house analyst Felix Ochiem and a special listener today. Her name is Leah. So we're just going to look at the markets, how they performed last week um, and then also do an outlook of what to expect uh, for this coming week starting 18th January. So welcome Felix to the podcast again. Hi everyone. Um, Eric, how was your weekend? Yeah, my weekend was good. Uh, not much. I was I was on a detox, a digital detox, <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. Okay. Um, so now I guess we just pick it up from where we left last time. Yeah. Uh, the last time we discussed about what happened, what happened in local and global markets, and today we'll just um, have a weekly review of what happened last week and what we are hopeful to expect this week. Um, before we get into global markets, maybe we can start with home, how the NSC performed. Yes. Um, so maybe, I don't know Eric, if you have any um, anything you'd want to say about the NSC or something that you want me to say? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just interested to look at uh, how the indices performed last week, uh, just in comparison to uh, our initial expectations, because I remember when we started the week, we had those things that we were looking forward to. Um, I know Safaricom hit an all-time high uh, on, the, on the share price, but I think that has already been discussed. So for me, I'm looking more on the indices uh, and just the general performance of the uh, exchange. Uh, well, for the NSE, I think it was very interesting because we, we had the all-share index going up uh, week on week by about 2.6%. Uh, the all share is closed at 158.19, uh, that is on basis points. Uh, the 25 share index and the 20 share index gained as well by 1.32 and 1.23% respectively, mm-hmm. which I think was a very interesting um, performance of the market, seeing all the indices gain. I think also the most interesting bit was most of the gain, uh, the activity that we had last week was due to Safaricom. Yes. Uh, I think as we had discussed earlier on, you remember Safaricom rallying to, to a higher price, which was also within our expectations on the discussion that we had last week. Uh, so I think as we look on to most of these companies trying to regain and rebound from what we, uh, from the impact of the COVID-19, we're likely to see this rally continue for a long, a long while, at least on the exchange. Hoping to see this until probably mid-March when we start receiving the, the Q4 results, the, the, the full year results for, for 2020. Yeah, but, but I think also what's interesting is um, other, other counters like Bamburi and Olympia actually gained more than 15% week on week. So uh, I think even as we look at Safaricom and uh, the huge gains, those also other counters that um, had very, very uh, interesting gains for, for investors. Yeah, um, I think maybe for for most of these sectors, counters like Bamburi have declined to, to an all-time low. Uh, so corrections of COVID, um, primarily due to COVID, but then also because of the 
the performance that Baguri has had over the past seven years, mm-hmm. posting almost a loss year on year for a very long time. Yeah. So I think to that and also the growing competition, generally the fundamentals of the company grew weaker over time. Uh, but then I think every stock has a certain resistant price. And that is where we're looking on Bamburi. When it when it hit around 15, uh, it started developing a sort of uh, resistance, and then also looking at foreign investors coming in onto the market and buying in bulk. So there was a little bit of positivity. Uh, currently, our market is still. I believe our market is still under tap in terms of the construction industry. We still have a lot. Um, as much as we have a lot of cement companies in, we still have a lot of infrastructural development that are coming in mm-hmm. year on year. Um, all these cannot happen without the cement industry. So we're going to look at Bamburi as a company that's likely to probably hit back again to around 60s before we see another resistance in the long term. Okay, so so does that mean that we still expect it to perform well this week and the, in the next few weeks at least? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that Bamburi will will continue to perform and actually outperform most of the market players if we're looking on year-to-year performance. By the time they release the results, we, we are hoping that the company will be at a, at a higher price. And I think the fundamentals still, okay. the technical still support that Bamburi will likely continue. Okay. Interesting. So then, what are you what are you looking forward to this week, especially on the NSC? Uh, are there any specific counters? Uh, that you um, are looking for activity, you anticipate activity, uh, what's what's your outlook for the week? Well, um, I think we still need to look at how KCB as a company will perform. Considering last week KCB was one of the decliners in the blue chip counter mm-hmm. uh, due to foreigners exiting the counter, we're likely to see a little bit of either further decline in foreigners will continue to sell or we are likely to probably see um, another game because you see the market is always just about guys picking up opportunities when the prices are down uh, creating a rally because that's the, the, the basic rule of investment is buy low sell high so if KCP is going to come down I'm likely to see we are likely to see um, another uh, demand by foreigners which will likely also push the price upwards okay and I think the banking uh, sector is one that has seen a lot of uh, devaluation on uh, just erosion of value due to the fact that they they had to do a lot of uh, they had to take a lot of measures just to uh, to shoulder customers during COVID, which obviously affected their bottom line, uh, and most of them have issued uh, profit warnings. Um, as a sector, when you're looking at the banking sector, do you anticipate or or, or do you expect more uh, sort of um, devaluation of, of of the counters? Well, I think at the prices that we are in right now as a market, we, we, we've already factored in um, the impact of COVID on these prices. Just as we also mentioned last week, uh, most of our banking sector, the, the, the entire stock market, both the banks and any other counter, uh, they've, they've really, really looked and they've already um, had the prices factored in. Uh, so I think that's something that we're likely to uh, to probably expect that the prices will likely continue to rally over time. Uh, so I guess that's it for the NSC guys. Uh, we're likely to see a little bit of more activity this week as foreigners get back into the market, even as local investors get into the market, I think it will be something interesting uh, for us to look on the local market. And now that we're done with the local market, we'll probably just be able to look um, a little bit of what happened uh, within the continent. 
we'll just pick a few select companies starting with the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Uh, the JSC had um, a week-on-week gain of about 0.05%, um, I, which I believe that was something uh, for the exchange. Uh, JSC has the largest uh, market in, in Africa. The largest securities exchange in Africa is always one thing that we would really, really want to watch and, and look at at any time when we're talking about investments. Uh, looking on a global overview, we're still looking at most markets trying to react this week. Depending on how um, the inauguration of, uh, of, of US President-elect Joe Biden uh, comes into place, we hope that there will be no violence. Uh, we've seen a little bit of security beefed up in Washington and we're really hoping that the markets will continue to react positively. Remember on the day when there was the attack on Capitol uh, two weeks back, we saw the market remain resilient despite that attack. In fact, on that day, the Dow and Nasdaq, all and even the S&P 500 index gained. So we're really hoping that most of these markets are likely to uh, to have a, a, um, a positive turn. Uh, we're likely to see a little bit of activity as well in Asia. Um, the challenge that we're looking on in the Asian markets is that, you know, we, we've seen companies, mostly the telecommunications companies in Asia, uh, delisted from actually banned by the regulators in in, in US for uh, over uh, accusations of uh, conspiracy. We we saw that affect a few of the stocks in Asia last week in Hong Kong. Uh, we also saw a decline on the Nikkei uh, last week as well. Uh, though we markets in in, in southern Asia that that's in Australia and Singapore are slightly positive. We're really hoping that this would continue within the week. So I believe that um, looking on a global perspective, those will, will, will cover up a bit. So Yeah, and, and I think on, on the global markets, I think one of the key events this, this week is uh, the Biden, uh, the inauguration. Yeah. So obviously we, we're excited to see how the markets will react to that. And I, again, most of, the, most of the, the, the problems you highlighted about um, the companies in Asia that were blacklisted from... Uh, uh, the New York uh, um, markets, most of those would be, we would be hoping for a more lenient administration. So um, it's interesting to see how how that will affect the markets. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, just as we mentioned, I, I still think that there will be a little bit of a decline on these companies because you see there, there are three major markets for telecommunications companies. We have China, mm-hmm. we have India and the US. So if, if one of the major markets, which is US, um, stopped some of the distribution for telecommunications funds, we are likely to see a little bit of a decline, a continuous decline in, in, in prices of some of these shares, probably for the week. Mm-hmm. But also I know investors are also going to be cautious, hoping that some of the, uh, some of the, probably some of these regulations that were signed by President Trump will probably be reversed or probably be looked into by the incoming administration. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, you've covered the JFC and, yeah. and the rest of Africa, how, yes. how, how they look. Um, so maybe on what, just look at um, the currencies. Uh, I know the shilling has sort of um, come out of the, the huge red zone it had uh, in in December, although again it's, it's, it's not stabilized yet, 
Um, what are we looking at, especially in terms of uh, the shilling, given that um, one of the things that uh, the government is starting to do is pay the, the loans on uh, some of the huge infrastructure projects that it took, which is actually starting this week. So what, what, are, what is your outlook for the Kenyan shilling uh, and you know, the other major currency pairs across the world? Um, I think we're likely to, uh, for, for the Kenyan shilling, it will be a little bit challenging to comment on it. Maybe we can wait and see what measures the government is going to take. Uh, earlier last week, the government had mentioned that they were going to apply for a debt relief mm-hmm. um, from the Chinese lenders, who currently the, 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 the payments fall due. That is supposed to be on 21st. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that the government will be able to either get to an agreement or pay because if, if one of these, um, whichever action the government really takes, uh, is likely to to give us the next direction the Kenyan, the Kenyan shilling is likely to take. Okay. Uh, on major global currencies, I think the, the USD has been gaining a bit. The, the USD has been gaining. Uh, we've also seen gold gain for um, a few days and that's why we've also seen a decline in the major cryptocurrencies. We're really hoping that uh, by the time we get to agree and, and uh, by the time we get to settle, uh, most likely also again with, the, uh, with, with Joe Biden being uh, inaugurated on 20th, we're likely to hope that uh, the dollar will strengthen as well and you see with the dollar strengthening and there's also likely to be a possibility that in commodities uh, we're likely to see also gold have a decline on the other end and also the major cryptocurrencies. Uh, looking on commodities, with the lockdowns that are happening in the United Kingdom and also parts of Asia, we're likely to see a little bit of um, probably further decline in oil, oil prices uh, this coming week. But if we see major changes, uh, we've seen cases where the Pfizer vaccine has probably Netherlands where we saw 30 deaths happen over the weekend after guys getting the vaccine jab. So we're really hoping that all this don't lead back to a final lockdown in most of these uh, oil consuming um, areas. Generally everywhere in the world we have oil, uh, we have to use that oil, it's a, it's a major commodity uh, mostly for the industrial sector and also uh, just general oil activity. So we're really hoping that these prices will come in handy uh, and oil is likely to decline at least for the week probably they could reach um, another price uh, a lower price for resistance and then now from there we can be able to have a decline i have a, uh, another rebound on prices so i think that's it guys uh, let us know what you think let us know what you'd want us to discuss um, over the next week once again remember that if you don't want to follow our the markets you can always download the hisa app on your mobile phone and then you can follow our markets um once the markets open and also you can check on your favorite news listen to our podcast and a lot more thank you all and have a lovely week ahead